0: Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic success at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we're visiting with Jay Jackson, a psychology major from Bosqueville, as he shares the things he's learning inside the classroom, as well as how he's applying those principles in his life as a student. It's amazing how many effective study strategies and techniques he's taken away from from his psychology classes. Also, be sure to listen until the end as Jay shares his insight on our new Baylor Lights campaign. Hi Jay, thanks so much for meeting with us today. No problem. Well, if you don't mind, can you introduce yourself a little bit to us and maybe tell us where you're from and how you got to Baylor?
1: Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm Jay Jackson and uh, grew up out in Bosqueville, the 1A school. And, um, Anyways, grew up on a dairy farm, pretty simple stuff. And all my other siblings that uh, I tried to go to college, you know, because dad wants us to get a good education. And anyways, college is pretty expensive. So I started off with the Baylor Bound program and uh, thought I'd, you know, get a better foot in the door doing it that way. And uh, so I took some classes at MCC for good year and a half and, you know, take courses during the summer and, you know, in high school as everybody does. And
0: awesome. Great. What have you decided to study while you're here? Uh,
1: I decided to go with psychology. Uh, I mean, <laughs> for many reasons, many reasons. I, I saw a psychologist whenever I was younger and uh, they said some things that didn't add up to me. And so I said, well, maybe I should study that whenever I, you know, grow older, and, you know, just interesting material, and um, yes, ma'am, love it.
0: Good, great. Well, this podcast fo- focuses a lot on tips and techniques for studying that you've found to be effective while you're here, and so what are maybe some study strategies that you use that you've noticed have been really helpful to you in your classes?
1: Total silence. I mean, definitely. Um, I feel like Oh, I don't know. So I, Okay, so I'm going to put that one on the burner for a little bit. i are okay. going to go over to uh, studying your notes immediately after class. Ooh, that's a good one. And not just in the notes that you take, don't just take notes. Take, well, you better come into the class with notes. You better come into the class with questions from the readings that were assigned for the class and then filling out those questions and also adding questions from the lecture and what's talking about the lecture while you're in the lecture you know not just um, not just trying to write everything down like uh, you know the like a, you're a person in the courtroom <laughs> but uh, actually thinking about why is the professor saying this how is this researched what is the merit to this what is what, how is this going to lead to the future topics in the course how does this tie together and then writing those questions down in your journal and then, Answering them after the lecture with um, the text. And that's probably very helpful. But then on the earmuffs, uh, those little foam shooter earbuds, if you, you stretch them out and then wind them right, you can stick them all the way up in your ear. And I can't remember the name of the uh, psychologist that researched it. But uh, well, anyway, so you're, you're going to recall a lot better whenever you study in silence versus whenever you study with, uh, you know. Justin Bieber or Megadeth, whatever you're listening to your the but...
0: <gasps> Okay, so silence.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Awesome. It's great. And then really engaging. It sounds like with the text when you're reading it and then in the lecture and connecting a lot of dots and asking yourself questions.
1: Which is really difficult to do, but, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not. It's all about, see, I, I feel like it's all your attitude whenever you're going into it. So like you, you look at them, you look at the, professor and they they're like a. think of them as a rock star of science or something or if you're in business they're a stand-up comedian i guess well i mean not trying to poke any fun at <laughs> business majors but um then so just very attentive and just enjoying the lecture even if it's something like you're in a physics course you know so i don't know maybe uh, whenever you write down the names of the people that researched you know black body radiation or anything you know wavelengths, I don't know, write it something like booger, the booger, instead uh-huh. of the uh-huh. But then definitely fix that, you know, whenever you go to read the material. Don't write down the booger on this. Uh,
0: test. Yeah. Coming up with fun ways to help you remember, yes, even ma'am. in the midst of listening.
1: Uh, yes, ma'am, something like that. Awesome. <laughs> Similar to
0: that. That's thing. great. Well, good. Um, well, with all of your studying, do you have kind of a routine that you typically follow?
1: Um, I feel like this is a very important issue is routines, mm-hmm. and discipline, and it's not necessarily that you need to stick to this scheduled routine because life is the most unpredictable thing. And, you know, if you go to geology, I mean, I haven't taken a geology course yet, but I've watched a lot on that geo. Uh, uh-huh. Well, okay, I should stop talking, but you know, you're not going to be, you're never going to know whenever you're going to have a flat tire and you're not going to be able to study for those, you know, those two allotments that you made in your schedule. So, oh, well, now I can't study for such and such, you know, so, or I can study for them and not go to that party or whatever I was doing. So I feel like it being able to run with a, an adaptive and molding schedule and, or if you're volunteering, which everybody should be volunteering. A lot of these volunteer organizations, they don't understand, listen, listen. We're college students. We're not retired. You can't just call us and expect us to show up on the spot.
0: Awesome. So another thing, sometimes people feel like the way they start the day can really make an impact on the way their day goes. So, do you have any morning routines that you typically implement?
1: Definitely. I remember whenever I was a kid, I uh, jury rigged a bucket to drop water on my head if I didn't get out of bed because I mean, if you if you lay in bed for twenty minutes in the morning. I mean, you're just going to have a terrible mood. I mean, that's whenever you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You Mm -hmm. just woke up and laid there. Mm -hmm. So my my best morning routine is to get out of bed immediately, hit the ground running, and uh, eating breakfast. um, Don't rush eating breakfast. Um, I mean, don't take two hours to eat breakfast, (laughs) but uh, if you rush, I mean, you could eat some raw eggs and uh, get pretty sick. (laughs) (laughs) or rotten eggs if you're not paying attention to how bad they smell. (laughs) Yeah,
0: not good. So take your time with breakfast and have a good meal to start the day. Okay, now the next question I have is what is your favorite study spot on campus?
1: Um, To go back to what I was mentioning about um, being an adaptive learner and Uh having an adaptive schedule that you can mold, you never know where you're going to wind up in life. So, I mean, you never know when you're, where you're going to study. I mean, mm-hmm. But, you know, as research should show, you should study in an environment that's going to be similar to your testing environment. Mm-hmm. So if you take the test and, you know, B10 of the science building, um, or B110, mm-hmm. you, you want to, Try to gain access and study in there, you know, I think the janitors might, I mean, the, I don't think they'll let you in, but stay after class and try to uh-huh. study in there because you're going to be sitting there. And so if you can learn the information from where you're going to be sitting when you recall the information, it'll make things a lot easier. Awesome. Well,
0: sometimes when we overcome a challenge or make a mistake, that can be a great opportunity to learn. So is there a time that you've overcome something that's really made an impact on you?
1: Yes, ma'am. I mean, mean, who hasn't made a lot of mistakes? So you gotta sift through them real quick. Which ones were the worst and which were the best? Which one are not embarrassing? Which should you mention? (laughs) Um, But I would definitely say uh, making a, a B in physics because that was, I, I gave myself so many excuses in in the first semester of physics. Second semester did not make a B again. I clarify that real quick. <laughs> um, but I didn't read any of the text. I said, I mean, this is just easy math. You know, I can just walk, go to the lectures, listen to it, stay engaged, and if there is something that's difficult, I mean go to YouTube, you know, watch a video. That's easy. You know, you don't have to read. Physics texts are boring. But no, that's the wrong attitude. What I was saying earlier, you got to have the right attitude. Whenever you go to read the text, don't just say, well, I got to read my physics book. No, I got to read my physics book. I mean, yeah, you're like, oh, you sound like a dork. Oh, no, 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 no. I sound like a scientist. (laughs) um...
0: How do you manage your time with being involved in student organizations and having all of your schoolwork.
1: So, definitely, schoolwork is the priority in all events. And you should let that be known to your peers, your family, and your volunteer organizations because, I mean, just go look at your tuition bill. And if you get the scholarships, congrats, but stay on the school. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the priorities are. So make sure you're studying every class that you have a day. So you at least get 45 minutes for every class a day. And that doesn't mean, you know, meeting at Common Grounds and talking about, um, I don't know, Alfred Adler's theories. No, actually studying it. And But volunteering is very important. And, you know, so for each organization that you're working with if you're only working with one organization three times a week but if you're working with three organizations i'd say uh, you know one time for each of them Mm -hmm. because you know whenever i worked with the uh for whenever i worked for the baylor high school project i would go out there and tutor the kids on mondays and thursdays but then i I said hey uh, I really need to pick up um, my genetics class. I need to read more for that class. This is it alright if I come back to just Thursdays? And you know, they worked with me. Yeah,
0: it's great. Sounds like just really being aware of what your needs are with your schoolwork, and then fitting the other things in. But prioritizing your different things that you're involved in.
1: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. But that is really important. I wish I would have made more of an emphasis on that. But whenever you're looking at what you're doing in your courses and what your volunteer work is looking at. Um, you don't need to impress everybody because if you're just trying to impress everybody, you're not going to get it anywhere. But you need to get these grades because you're already paying for them. <laughs>
0: That's right. Making, making that a priority for sure. Well, thinking back about your first semester self, I think we might have some people listening who are starting out their college career. What sort of advice would you give? To first semester J as he's starting on this journey?
1: Um, Baylor, tran- transferring in through the Baylor Bound program and being a transient student at MCC, uh, just letting not all colleges are the same. Definitely there's a difference between Baylor's engineering program and a and engineering program. Baylor's neuroscience program and a neuroscience program. Uh, it's all very different. I mean, different from UT to another college, it's not just A and M. But uh, that—that'd be the best advice. Is that if I took dual credit and I said, well, I did one well, in high school. I did LAMO and my dual credit classes. I'm gonna knock the crap out of Baylor." You know? Well, just be prepared and talk to your professors and get better advice from them. Let them like, tell them. Listen, I need to know what you want me to do, and you're my boss. Tell me what to do, boss man or boss woman. Yeah.
0: Just really being careful to think ahead of what this new environment might be like, and not just assuming it's like your previous experience, it sounds like. All right, great. Well, you spoke earlier about you use an egg timer, not your phone, mm-hmm. to, to time your study time. Any other time management tools that you use to help with that?
1: So not only do I have the egg timer, but I also have this Panasonic alarm clock. <laughs> okay,
0: <Great.
1: laughs> and it wakes me up in the morning. Uh huh. Well, actually, um, so I may I may be a, a little odd here in saying this, but um, at school during during the main semesters of fall and spring, whenever it's seven o'clock, I'm tired. I'm going to bed, and but what's great about that is I'll wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm ready to go. Get to reading whenever it's real nice and quiet. Go ahead and you know, get into the science building really early and get some good studying. Okay, and
0: so, sounds like you're a morning person.
1: Well, not just I mean I'm a morning person because I was dead tired the last uh-huh. afternoon, and so using you know, just um I guess. Because uh, I mean, I don't want to go into much uh, psychology, like you know, research and stuff. But that is, you know, going to bed whenever the sun's going down and having the sunset, and, you know, having your blinds open to where you're seeing the shades of the sky whenever the sun's going down. It really helps you, puts you to sleep. And um, so, just using the sun as an alarm clock can really help sometimes because you can get lost sleep.
0: That's awesome. That's neat. And I've seen that they have alarm clocks now that would try to simulate that, but how much better to get the real deal, right? Yeah, you know, this
1: is free. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, with all this studying and all this work, what do you like to do for a study break?
1: Studying breaks are very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mentioned earlier, whenever I have these egg timers, you know, I sound like a crazy guy walking around, you know, why is this guy always cooking eggs? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> man. Um, but what a, get up, walk around, that's really important every 45 minutes. I don't know what the correct time is. I've heard other times like 15 minutes or an hour, but I know Dr. Kirk in the psychology department, whenever in his lectures, he says 45 minutes and then take a 10-minute break and you can even see him if he's, if he's uh, here. He'll be walking up and down the stairs taking his breaks every 45 minutes. So I do the same, get up, walk
0: around. Awesome, so Dr. Kirk practices what he preaches. That's good.
1: Well, and he's successful, I mean, that's- Yes. That's,
0: yeah. <laughs> Very successful, so that's a good recommendation for sure. What have you found since you've been at Baylor to be your favorite resource here?
1: Definitely the professors, the faculty, down every faculty individual that I've talked to here has just been the most blessing people that I've ever met, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like even uh, the, I talked to um, Bruce Byers. Well, I don't know if I should say his name. Hopefully, you can bleep that out later. But uh, he, he's in the, I think it's um, Tri-Square, but he's in geology you know, on the fourth floor of the science building. and He's a graduate student advisor and you know here I am just this bachelor's of science psychology undergrad not even anything to do with him but I recognized him said I hi, and he talked to me about doing research and what I need to do and really just helped me out I mean but he didn't need to do that I'm probably never going to take one of his courses or like a a physics professor you'll go into their office and they will they can talk to you for 45 minutes on what you need to do and how to be successful And but you know but then you think, well, I'm just a bachelor's of science major in psychology, physics. I mean, why do you care so much about me? I mean, Chuck O'Ryan, too. He's a really nice guy. That's
0: <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, I'm glad you've had that wonderful experience. What would you tell a student who maybe is a little intimidated or nervous to go in and talk to a professor?
1: That is me 100%. I mean, I can't, like... Um, I feel like the dumbest thing, I mean, it was smart, but what I did before I went and talked to the department chair, I, I, well, it was, this was my first day, I think, I took uh, classes here at Baylor. Uh-huh. And it was a difficult day. I mean, my car even got stolen on the first day. So I, I read some of Dr. Weaver's research before and some of his literature before I went to his office to introduce myself and say, well, Howdy, I'm, I'm Jay, here to get to work and be a successful student for you. And, uh, I think I kind of just froze whenever I got into his office because, you know, he's got the big office on the third floor. It's got the big walnut desk and you're like, wow, this is actually a scientist. Really nerve wracking, but, um, you I mean you might embarrass yourself, but, um, uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably flattering to the professors as you know, but you being nervous going in there and I mean, try not to waste their time because they are very busy people, but, uh, Definitely, um, just do your best and be respectful.
0: It's worth the effort to go in. Sounds like you've really found that caring community that um, Baylor aspires to that we hope to have with our faculty being connected with our students. So that's great. Well, my last question for you is all you're here, sometimes we think about the future, and so what are some of your hopes for your life beyond Baylor?
1: Well, I hope that I can, and well, really, I uh, <laughs> don't want to sound too cliche, and I don't want anybody to think I'm lying, but really, this Baylor Lights, this is, this can mean, and we can do a lot more than what we think we can and it's all I mean it's all in our attitude if we just say, Oh well this is just some, you know, lame cliche slogan that the Baylor's going with to, you know, you know, go over some things and, you know, just try to put their name back out there. No, this is a motive, this is an attitude that you can run with. I mean, I don't know too much about the Baylor Lights initiative and program, but I mean just from sitting in chapel a few times. I'm in love with the idea because if you can just, and everyone they meet, even if you're going to the grocery store, even if you're going to tutor kids at Waco ISD, just being as friendly as possible and as caring as possible and having a visual concern, mannerisms on what you need to do and how can you help others and how can you be successful at making things happen for people? And that's really It's really what I hope to be able to do, is to continue that.
0: Wow, I really appreciated all the wisdom and insight Jay shared with us today. From incredibly helpful study strategies, to sharing about the impact that his faculty have made on his Baylor experience. I also was so encouraged and inspired by his discussion about the Baylor Lights campaign at the end. I hope we can all find ways today, tomorrow, and the days to come where we can share our Baylor light with the world. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at student success stories. You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching student success stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu/ssi/podcast for a direct link to subscribe, and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. Music for student success stories is. Cherry Monday by Kevin MacLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at Incompetech.com.